All right, welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with me today, I've got the new CEO and Director of Counseling, Bo Brzezina, here with me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Nice to be here with you, Ross. Yeah, same. And uh, today we're talking about needs versus desires in the context of marriage. So, you know, obviously, Bo, marriage is an important thing. Needs and desires go into that. So explain to the audience why today's topic is important. Oh, I think it's so essential. I mean, obviously, there's lots of expectations and about marriage, and there's a lot of confusion about where to get these needs met. And a lot of people in the world, and even in the church world that I grew up in, focus it on marriage. Marriage is the source where I'm supposed to get yeah. these needs met. And there's a lot of expectations that get mixed up with desires, and we need to have clarity around that. Yeah, I totally agree. Obviously, marriage is super important for people People want to invest in their marriage and make it better. So how can we start off by defining needs versus desires so that we kind of get a good baseline for the conversation? Absolutely. Let's keep it real simple. If I could just keep it real succinct, needs are something essential you have to have. Most people think food, clothing, shelter, physical needs. But we're focused on these deep inner needs. And this is all covered in chapter three of The Living in Jesus, but these are essential things like worth and value and acceptance and love. Yeah. A desire, on the other hand, is something that we really deeply want and hope for, but we can live without. Yeah, exactly. And those things are oftentimes, uh, we see those in marriage, like, I desire to be heard, or my wife to listen to me, or my husband to invite me on dates, and things of that nature. Yeah. So, obviously, the world around us tries to give us answers in this, right? There's a million books on marriage, there's a million books on this idea even of who meets our needs? Where do our desires come? You know, like all those different things. So how have you experienced the world around you trying to give you an answer for that question? Well, absolutely. We all grow up in this world, and and the predominant message that I hear is this. You have to have these needs met, and the pinnacle of where we look to those needs is some romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, if you're a single person, something really, a close family or friend type of relationship. That's where you're going to get your respect and your acceptance. Or there's another line of thinking that says, well, don't look to get those needs met in that relationship. you got to look to yourself and just Mm. wherever you can find it. If it's in a personal relationship, that's great. But if it's in one of your accomplishments, that's fine too. It's just all on you. Right. And you have to figure out what's best for you to get those needs met. Mm -hmm. And even in the Christian world, I hear things like, well, God designed your husband to meet this need for you, or your wife, the scriptures say she must meet that need. Mm -hmm. And there's misunderstandings that some of us have picked up from the world. But it all ends up on, I have to figure out how to get this worth and this value, respect, and strength from something either I can engage in relationship with or on my own shoulders. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that you brought out something really important. The world is like in everything and, you know, in movies and in commercials and in just anything, Mm -hmm. it's screaming that you either have to rely on yourself to find these things, or there's, you know, there's something very specific where you're trying to get it. I mean, every movie line is basically this side of Mm -hmm. like dichotomy and we're getting bombarded by this in the world. How have you experienced personally in your life, this type of line of thinking? Sure. 
Absolutely. So, you know, I grew up in this same kind of world and, and of course I knew about God and him meeting my needs too, but the training in the world is all around us. And so I grew up in that and I met my beautiful bride, Patty, fell in love and we got married and these needs versus desires kind of thing is hard to differentiate sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And life happens fast (laughs) and you know, we, it's messy. Absolutely. And things happen even uh, just recently. We were talking, Patty and I, we have a a son who wants to go to college and we're excited for him. We want to help him make that happen if the Lord can provide for that. And we've saved a little bit of money for it, but obviously college is really expensive and it's, (laughs) it's not enough to cover. Another night we were talking about this, me and him and, and Patty, and we were all sitting around, and, and I'm a really detailed processor when it comes to financial things, and sure. he had just got notified of a scholarship that he received, which is great, but it's still not enough, and <laughs> so I'm laying out this complex plan, like if we do this, and if you do that, and we can perhaps get a little scholarship here, and if you worked extra, and if you took a heavy load of classes, <laughs> you could graduate early, and I'm being all detailed, and this is at the end of a long day. And Patty says to me something like this. She's like, well, we can't figure out all the details. And I think she said something about trusting God and and that she wanted to go to the bed, Mm -hmm. which was all beautiful. Those are all (laughs) beautiful things and the true things. But there was something in me that I started getting frustrated. And this was a sign that there was a crossover between needs and desires. I didn't know what was happening. Unfortunately, I responded out of the flesh. You know, we talk about the flesh and the living in Jesus, and that's my way of coping in that moment. My response wasn't gentle and patient and kind. It was frustrating. Mm -hmm. And as the Lord spoke to me about this needs and desires thing, what he started to reveal to me is this. I had gotten some of my strength and respect from this idea that I could perhaps provide a way for my son to go to college. And and I wanted her to engage in in my ideas. And if she engaged in my ideas, I would feel respected. Mm. And uh, in that moment, respect is a need, but I was trying to get it met from her instead of Christ. Hmm. Now, I do desire her to respect my ideas. I think they're fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) But those desires were beautiful desires, but Hmm. when I crossed them over trying to get a need met from her, my response was very fleshy. Sure. And so that was of the flesh, and that need was not being... I wasn't looking to Christ to meet it. I was looking to her. And so that was why I responded the way I did. Yeah, well, and so what's fascinating about this story, and I think it, we can extrapolate it to just all marriages, is that a lot of times this line between needs and desires is just that. It's a very thin line, mm-hmm. and it just takes one step over to cross over that line. And a lot of times we don't even realize it, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times we're, we're something there's we strongly desire respect from mm-hmm. people, but then when we start to demand that from them, it becomes a need. And then we experience the emotional fallout of that, right? Mm-hmm. The, the relational fallout of that, because we've now put something that is from God on man, or in, in this instance, on our spouse. And so a lot of times this is a really fine line. How do we help people keep those in the correct spots? Absolutely. Well, I think you can look at a couple things. Well, and and what makes it even more confusing is you can find Bible verses that says she's supposed to respect me, (laughs) right? right? And I'm supposed to love her, right? And so you can look at it both ways and you're, well, you didn't love her well, Bo, and Mm -hmm. she didn't respect it. Well, it was a crossover, that fine line. How do we tell the difference? Well, I think one of the ways you can find is God's given us emotions. Right. 
So if I'm not experiencing peace and mm, joy yeah, yeah. and love, that's a good warning sign. And, and you might be mixing up where you're trying to get a need met. Yeah. The other thing is is expectations, mm. right? That I'm putting on another person when I become aware right. of this focus on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those two things, the emotions and the expectations, give me some great insight into perhaps crossing over that line. Yeah. And so obviously when we're looking to to God to meet our needs, our emotions are going to be, like you said, more peaceful, more confident, more secure. Mm. Um, whereas obviously we have a very loud warning signal when we get frustrated or annoyed or angry with people or even have our feelings hurt is that we're we're looking to that person mm. or expecting that person, like you said, to meet that need. Yes. Um, okay, great. So now the world, again, is telling us that that other person or ourselves is the place to meet that need. So how did you handle the rest of the story or what happened after this? Okay. So what happened is the Holy Spirit, I, I was not experiencing peace. Yeah. Uh, I knew it wasn't of the Spirit because it was not full of love, joy, and peace. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, it wasn't a huge blow up. Well, I mean, I guess everything's relative. Maybe <laughs> you have to ask Patty, right? Sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> but in that moment, what happened is I knew the Spirit was stirring something because I was not experiencing peace mm. there. And so as I prayed about it, what the Spirit started showing me is, Bo, you were looking for her to embrace your ideas about getting your son in college mm-hmm. as your source of respect. Mm. And it was a gentle reminder of from the Spirit that only He could meet that deep need for respect. Mm. And as I looked to Him, He gave me the next idea. And the idea was to repent, which is to change my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? And basically, okay, God, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to change my mind. You're my source of respect. And then he gave me an idea. He's like, why don't you ask her to forgive you? And so by the Spirit's leading, I, I actually confessed my sin to her. I said, "Hun, what I was uh, doing there was I was trying to get respect from you. Would you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. Now, it's fine for me to express a desire to her. I would love for you to consider, and can we find another time to talk about all these ideas, <laughs> yeah, right? These brilliant ideas. That's a beautiful desire, yeah. and yeah. it's actually fine for her to have the desire to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And we all get tired, right? Yeah. And it's actually, it was another opportunity for me to and I don't know if I did this well or not, but it was the idea to remember that she has so often been very generous. She's not detailed with finances. She has this big faith and trust in the Lord. She manages money well, but yeah. she just approaches it differently. That would be a great time for me to believe the best about her, mm-hmm. right? And that would be gifting a desire to her, yeah. back to her. Yeah. And so that was how the Lord brought a resolution to that issue to straighten out that fine line between needs and desires. Yeah, so this conversation brings something to my mind. Can you, and I'll put you on the spot here a little bit, but can can we maybe even give just generic examples of what other needs and desires people try to get met in sure. marriage so that, obviously this, this may resonate really well with husbands in this moment, but wives and other people are going to have different needs and desires. Sure. How can we address, or what other ones can we address? Probably the most succinct way for me to answer it is if you're familiar with the famous book about the five love languages, right? Physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts, I believe, are the five. All of those things are beautiful desires. And I do believe that we want to love others how they want to be loved. The problem is, is when I start mixing that up and say, well, Ross, since you're not 
you know, affirming me, mm-hmm. then you, you know, you're not meeting that need, sure. then I've got a problem with you. Yeah, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, you're absolutely. not enough. Yep. And that's where I cross over. So if you're a person who loves gifts, is fine to love gifts and mm. enjoy the gifts. Just make sure yeah. that you're not trying to get a need for love or acceptance through whether that person gifts to you. Right. Or if you're a person who enjoys quality time and the other person in your relationship doesn't have time for you right now, just make sure that you're not looking to them and say, oh, you're not spending time, so I'm frustrated with you because you're mm-hmm. not loving me well. Yeah, Because yeah. you're not filling me up yeah. with your love. Yeah. Now, what we do is is when they don't have time to spend with us, we, and that's our love language, we say, okay, Christ, what do you say about me? And he mm. says, I've poured my love in your heart through the Holy Spirit, mm. Romans 5, 5. Okay, Christ, that's enough. Now, how do you want me to respond to this person? Yeah. Maybe it is a time for me to say, you know what? I really desire to spend quality time with you. Mm. And they say, I do too, but I don't have time right now. Okay, Christ, I'm full. I'm still complete. I'm okay. I'm okay. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. And now I have something to gift back to that person, which is perhaps patience or understanding or yeah. believing the best about them. Yeah, that's great. And I think the last one we really should address is physical needs within a marriage. How should we handle that topic? Absolutely. So physical intimacy is a beautiful illustration because that is a deep desire, mm-hmm. right? But so many people get that uh, needs mixed up with that. Exactly. Yeah. In other words, they feel respected and loved and accepted when a, their spouse gives themselves physically to them. Yep. But in reality, Christ is the only one who can meet that respect, acceptance. And so what we do is we focus on Christ mm-hmm. for him to meet that need while we talk about our different desires in the area of physical intimacy, yeah. right? Or perhaps it's doing the dishes and, you know, or it's taking care of the kids late at night and mm-hmm. you're or taking out the trash. I don't feel valued if you don't yeah. remember to do that for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Christ, my value comes from you. How do you want me to express this desire? And am I okay even if my spouse doesn't see it the same way. Okay. And I will be because Christ is meeting my need for value or acceptance or respect. Yeah, excellent. Okay. So if we had like a major takeaway that people could take away from this conversation, what, what do you think it should be? I think the major takeaway probably is best summed up through Ephesians 5.33. And that's the famous one everyone uses. And sometimes it gets confusing. Husbands, see to it that you love your wives. And wives, see to it that you respect your husband, yep. right? And so a lot of people say, oh, there it is my husband is supposed to meet my need for love and my wife is supposed to meet my need for respect. And I say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ephesians 1 through 3, you got to study that first. Mm -hmm. That comes before chapter 5. And in 1 through 3, we see this incredible fullness. We see uh, Ephesians 1, 3, that you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. We see the fact that you've been chosen. We see in there the depth and the breadth and the height and length and of, of the love of God for us. Mm-hmm. We see the inheritance we have in Christ. We see fullness. Yeah. And that's what John said in, in the, the Gospel, John, from Christ's fullness, we've all received grace upon grace. Yeah. And so when we keep that in mind, we start realizing, oh, we're fully loved, fully respected. So by the time we get to pay, uh, chapter 5, yep. verse 33, it makes a whole lot of sense that Paul says, as a full, complete person, this is what you normally do. Gift it. So do yeah, it. Yeah. And it's it's about desires. So needs met from God, gifted desires. Yeah. Awesome. So it's this idea of we are already full of all of the needs that we need, and therefore we don't need to look to other people 
we have it all, and therefore also because we have it in, in abundance, we can now give it to other people as well. Absolutely. I don't know if I could say it better than that. Fullness in the gifting. Yeah, exactly. And if you, and honestly, guys, if you have any questions or want to dig into this deeper, again, session three, the Living in Jesus, talks about needs and desires and where we get them met. So if you have any further questions, go go look there for that. But Bo, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing all this with us, and hope you guys come back for the next session. Thanks. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living a Jesus Study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.